This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss Aston Villa's trip to Brighton and also uh, get some feedback as we have. In the early hours of the night, we returned back from Manchester after witnessing a bit of a drop catch by Aston Villa. Joining me to discuss all that, Mr. Chris Bird. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. A little foggy head headed yeah. from my trip to Manchester. Well, we, we actually drove back together. We did. A good day in Manchester. It was always. One of the most varied days I've had, actually. I had a meeting with the National Football Museum, followed by popped into the classic football shirts shop, en route to an Ethiopian restaurant, en route to a launch of a new bar in Manchester, en route to Old Trafford. I like to pack things in when I go somewhere. <laughs> Something for the weekend is just to catch up, uh, essentially. If you're new to the show, uh, the main show is another beast. But here we essentially catch up and uh, prepare for the weekend game. We're actually doing this just uh, ahead of the press conference rather than after it. So, uh, first of all, reflections on Old Trafford. You, you could smell the double, couldn't you? We had a sniff of the double there. It was on, wasn't it? The double was definitely on. I mean, when we took the league, it was like, yeah, this, this is like business as usual now uh, against United. <laughs> Frankly, we thought, how's it taken this long? <laughs> it's like I could get used to this. But that was, you know, what happened? Uh, 13 seconds, 16 seconds, 19, 19 seconds. 19 seconds. <laughs> Unbelievably. It was relaxed. almost like a throwback to the Gerard days where uh, we would always get caught on the hop. A long ball over the top, and uh, we get we get undone. You know, people saying uh, Emery's like a tactical master and all this. I've always said his Achilles' heel was like defending after they'd just scored. Well, they were doing that at Arsenal, weren't they? Well, no, no. I mean, I'd, I'd identify it as Emery's weakness back uh, when he was managing Valencia. Just just couldn't defend that first minute of uh, well, first five or so minutes after after they took the lead. Or, or same at, it was the same at Almeria. In fact, it was even worse at Lorca Deportiva. <laughs> 
If only he'd, he'd addressed that Achilles heel, Villa would have been through to the next round <laughs> of this League Cup. Arsenal would have probably won the Champions League and uh, Valencia would have probably won the Spanish League. Uh, there you go. Probably wouldn't have been going out of business. It's attention to detail. You've got to correct your mistakes or your weaknesses or else you're never going to progress. <laughs> but I hope he's just not going to go around in circles with us. <laughs> But seriously, though, I mean, come on. All their goals were just a shit Horrendous. show. All of Absolute self-destruction from Villa. The first one's bad. The second one is lucky but poor. The third one is don't get me don't get me started. I think Olsen was like, ah, Swedish international. We can get him as our backup keeper. Rather than can this goalkeeper play the same way as we the first, you know, the first 11 plays, i.e. trying to play out, out the back. This is, it's not a revolution of Emery. This is what Gerard's been trying to do and Dean Smith before him. So it is kind of a Villa way. Well, it's it's a work in progress. But oh, Jesus Christ, he's not comfortable, is he, with the ball at his feet? Not when he had an easy pass to Mings to the left and he's like, Who's, where's the hardest pass? Oh, I'm, I'm going to roll, try and roll it to Kamara. Bearing in mind, it was probably a 10-yard pass to feet. Yeah. And couldn't even do that. It wasn't even close to Kamara. I think he almost got caught in two minds. I mean, he had success uh, against Manchester City when he was in goal, going a bit more direct. And it's and it suited us later on in the game, yeah. didn't it? With well, Watkins and Bailey, who had the run on their fullbacks, I thought. Yeah, I must admit when uh, when I saw the the lineup, the starting lineup, I thought, yeah, this is this is not us trying to get through to the next round. It was weaker than I'd hoped. I thought we'd make some changes, but not that many. Yeah, the first thing I said was bring on Bailey. And uh, when he did, that was uh, a potential game changer. When he made that triple substitution, I think you thought Emery was thinking, actually, we can win this. this. We mm-hmm. can win this because... Uh, and then we went 2-1 up. They're not really uh, looking like they're bossing this. And then, yeah, we went 2-1 up and he thought, actually, here we go. It was a bit like you know when United got one back at Villa Park and then we scored straight after on the other side of the half time. You're mm-hmm. thinking, uh, right, that's them blown out and... You kind of similarly thought, well, you got a lucky sucker punch after we got the opener, so now we're going to take over with our three subs. But then, within six minutes, it was two all, and you just knew. And, and then you, you know, you have that amazing next goal wins. Really, yeah, you have that amazing run run from Bailey from his own half. We think this just deserves a goal. Watkins yeah. his lines blessing, which is unfortunate because Watkins actually had a good game, took his Bailey, first goal brilliantly. Bailey beats about five men. Yeah, and then from that resulting you know passage of play they go up the other end and score and at 3-2 it becomes a very very diff- different game and you don't really want to be chasing the game at Old Trafford no I mean atmosphere what do you think I, I was probably expecting a little more from the 7,500 yeah I, I think the first half probably put a dampener on everyone didn't it? I think we were all just glad to sit down at half time it was a pretty atrocious half, half of football I think I put a tweet out in the first half just saying just put, just do the penalties now <laughs> it's, it's like it's, that was the destiny yeah, and I thought um, I thought that on the train up. Actually, I thought this one might go to penalties because I could see Villa snatching a draw here and then taking it to penalties and subbing on Martinez. But I mean, Old Trafford can be a vociferous atmosphere when they get on top just because it's so big. But I thought it was a flat atmosphere and really until they took the lead. I thought the Villa end was good in patches. Yeah, I think when we scored, it was all right. Yeah, it's difficult with the way the, the fans are laid out because obviously you've got your, your load, you've got about 3,000 in the corner and then another sort of three or four up in the upper tier and it's quite disjointed where the fans are so it was songs going off in all corners yeah uh, United fans on social media after I spotted saying we've only got two songs yeah. it was at least three sure <laughs> but hey ho another defeat in the cup to Manchester United to add to our immense collection we'll see him in January probably yeah see you in January you uh, bastards 
Right, uh, we normally like to get off, set off, uh, set off, uh, start the show with a villa minute. Uh, we haven't got time for uh, a watch sponsor. We were too busy uh, in uh, Manchester watching the League Cup game to check our PO box. So uh, maybe we've got a, a batch of them for the next show. But we'll check our PO box uh, after Qatar. Maybe there's some invites from Qatar to attend the World Cup. And uh, as long as we tweet positively about it and do some nice Instagram videos and TikTok videos. But uh, ooh, maybe we should check it before we uh, dismiss it uh, and uh, visit after Christmas. Right, anyway, so the Villa Minutes, uh, old time pieces. We'll record this. One, two, three, go. The Red Devils rolled into Villa Park hoping to extend their 27-game unbeaten run at their second home, but Unai Emery had other ideas in his first game in charge. A tweaked Villa side was ready to rock and roll into part one of the United doubleheader. Just like the last home game, Villa shot to the whole end in the first half, unleashing a Claret and Blue Blitzkrieg. First, Bailey Boom. hit a rocket past De Gea to finish a great move before a world-class free kick up and over the wall by Dinya caused Villa Park pandemonium. 12 minutes gone, 2-0 and the fans believed. A lucky deflected shore consolation got the deja vu going as Villa went in 2-1 up at the break. The important next blow was delivered by Villa though in the, the other side of half-time. With Ramsey superbly finishing a great breakaway move assisted by the relentless Ollie Watkins. Top bins, 3-1 to the clinical Villa and ultimately game over. After nearly three decades of painful near misses, the home hoodoo was finally lifted. Four days later, 7,500 travelling villains marched to Old Trafford for the League Cup third round tie for part two of the double header. Seven changes for Emery who clearly wanted to look at to some... To lose! Fringe- <laughs> it's to look at some fringe players. <laughs> After a largely forgettable first half, the game sprung into life with Watkins giving Villa lead that lasted a mere 19 seconds before an own goal put Villa ahead again. At 2-1, the double dream was on until an unlucky Ming slip and an error from the shaky Olsen gifted United a passage into the next round. Another Old Trafford Cup opportunity missed as Villa's away woes continues. 4-2 it finished at the theatre of crushed dreams. Villa's final game before the World Cup break sees them travel to the south coast to take on Brighton, where they're unbeaten since returning to the Premier League. What could go wrong to that unbeaten record? (laughs) Nothing. Oh, the opportunity. I'm still... uh... That would have been a great day in Manchester if we'd have capped it off with a win, but never mind. If we'd have done the double. But I'm, I am still you know, very glad that we beat them at home in the league. A to, a, to put the hoodoo to bed. B, because I think it was a big win in the context of the of where our season has yeah, been. Yeah, well, I mean, if you don't beat Brighton, we would have uh, pretty much been destined to the relegation zone over the uh, yeah. World Cup break. So from that point, from a practical point of view, it's like uh, a good job. But yeah. when you look at the next round for the draw, the League Cup, and it's oh. Burnley at home, and you see some of the heavy hitters that have gone out and Manchester City are facing off against Liverpool, it's just opening up nicely for a Newcastle win. Yeah, it feels <laughs> that way, doesn't it? I mean, it could have been League Cup final, Newcastle Villa. Now, that would have been a great <laughs> battle. That would have been like two teams wanting to get a foot back on the uh, on the pantheon of uh, English football head-to-head. And, uh, you know, if you'd beaten them there, the, the sob on the Tyne would have been an immense. Sob on Wembley Way. Anyway, we're starting to dream, so. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, let's get back to the realities of Brighton away. A team that uh, have been very impressive this season uh, in their consistency. And even since they lost their manager, really, as well. Yeah, Roberto De Zerbi. So he came in uh, to replace Potter. They selected him because he suited their style pretty much exactly, didn't he? Where did he come from again? Shakhtar Donetsk, he came from. He managed to leave them, obviously, during that unfinished, you know, know, with everything going on in Ukraine. Donetsk being right on the front line. And he's kind of done all right. I mean, uh, he 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 handed it to Chelsea when Potter came back. Yeah, I think he's he's had eight eight games. He's won three of them, lost three, drawn two. So it's kind of a a mixed bag, but he's he's, he's taken it to the big teams. Now, they went to Arsenal in the Cup and won won pretty well there. He, as you said, handed it to Potter on his return. I still think they're punching above their weight a little bit, but even if they were to level off a little bit, I think they're still in a really good position. They've got some good players. They've got a good system. And they've pushed on, you know, having, having lost Malpai and Cucurella last season. You thought that would probably have quite an impact on them. And actually, they, they probably look a better unit without them. Yeah, interesting in terms of uh, recent form over the last six games. Brighton and Villa are very much neck and neck. Uh, Brighton uh, in 12th place with seven points and Villa 13th place on seven points. So, uh, you know, one, two drawn, one lost three. So hard to imagine when you look at the overall uh, picture. And they're sixth. Uh, but that's, the fact that we're now six points behind them and they're in sixth, if we beat them, then uh, we, we are, as Perslow wanted us to be, kind of in the mix still. Yeah, very much so. In terms of top half, Europe, whatever, wherever your ambition uh, goes. Yeah. It's still in uh, shooting distance, although I don't want to do the whole, you know, it's the hope that kills you uh, routine. But in terms of, uh, I mean, when you look at the home form, their home form's not exactly uh, revelational because they've they've won three, drawn two, lost one. So they're obviously tough to uh, win. But actually, Villa's uh, home Villa is sixth best home form in uh, yep. in the league this season. I don't know how that happened. Probably the last two wins, really. Yeah, I think with Brighton, they're one of those teams that maybe playing the better side suits them. You know, teams yeah. are a little bit more open. And expansive allow Brighton to play their game. I th- and they have three wins away from home, which suggests that that kind of suits yeah. their style as well. And they've beaten some some good teams. I think they beat United earlier in the season. I think they beat Chelsea. Yeah, but then they drew with Forest. Tell me about uh, give me give it give the listeners some insights into uh, Aston Villa's away form this season. Um. <laughs> 19th in the only Forest are worse and that's only because they've conceded uh, four more goals than we have we've we've conceded 15 goals in seven games they've conceded 19 both two draws away from home will it be the perfect time to go into the Christmas break with um, well the World Cup break with you know, if, you, if you can lift the you know the home United who do lift your away who do I think you'd consider that a, a job well done by Emery well very well done in fact well yeah I mean it'd be 100% uh, 
going into uh, the second half of the season. I think you'd, you'd take the hit on the cup game if he's learnt some things about his team, which he will have going into Brighton, if you can just get the result with a full-strength side again. Um, yeah. you'd, you'd say, well, job well done. Now spend you know however many weeks you've got on the training ground, six weeks or so on the training ground. Let's get it right. Yeah, I mean, you can overanalyze two games, but if you've won two games, you, you can't really do more than no. that, can you? As we've said, Brighton seem to turn up for the big games. But, you know, then you look at some of their recent results uh, in October, for example, where they're drawing nil-nil with Forrest at home, and then they're getting beat 2-0 by Brentford away. So they're not, although they're sixth, they're still, uh, I think they're to be got at. Yeah, I I I, th- I agree. I think you just got to you've got to tactically turn up and have your plan right. I think that'll be the thing with Villa. You you can't be just wide open. They lost to Fulham in August as well, so you never quite quite know which Brighton team's going to turn up. Yeah, it, uh, obviously we we can't be doing the kamikaze defending of what we witnessed uh, at Old Trafford, but. No. Uh, this could be one of those grinder out routines, but you know we've done pretty well against Brighton. So Brighton, are, you know, they're still playing a similar way to what we're used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we know we did the, did a double over them last year, didn't we? And, yeah. our, and our record down there has been generally pretty good. Um, you know, even the year that Brighton got promoted, I think we got a draw down there. So our um, our general record at the the Amex would suggest a tight game, but but we're more than capable of going there and getting something. So uh, a new section in uh, something for the weekend we call it the threat meeting so let's have a threat meeting now where we look at uh, the main threat to uh, Villa or threats apart from themselves uh, I think that's the main threat uh, to this it seems <laughs> to, to, be. to Emery in this game is uh, basically uh, Villa's uh, propensity to uh, self-destruct I mean hopefully they got that out of the system at Old Trafford because that was some real uh, humdingers but uh, I think the main threats it's probably, I mean, their midfield is where it's at. It's firing, isn't it? Yeah. Leandro uh, Trussard and also Pascal uh, Gross. I mean, I, you know, I've just had them in my fantasy uh, team from time to time this season, and both have been bringing on the numbers. And when you've seen uh, Trussard scored seven goals, he's their top scorer, and also Gross has scored five. It's no surprise that their top scorers come from midfield. Uh, I mean, that, that has always been a Achilles heel. And some people say it's a lazy uh, analysis of Brighton that they've just lack a forward. But they, I think they do. I mean, I, when I yeah. used to live there, and this is like, this isn't, this isn't just the last season or two. This goes oof, last five, this last 10 years, probably. Even when they were in the, the championship, they just they lacked a proper striker because they, they had their DNA, the way they played down, and they were very attractive on the eye. They just didn't have that killer instinct. And you're looking for their strikers now, and it's uh, kind of Welbeck is actually getting a string of games together now. I think he started 10, came on as a sub for two of them. So uh, he's, only, he's only one miss, miss one game, which is kind of a revelation for him because uh, he's always injured, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and obviously they sold, you know, they sold Malpai. Yeah, obviously... It's there to be won in the midfield. And I think uh, Big Daddy Donk coming back, obviously, is a big plus. You'd think so, just for that physicality. I actually thought Kamara had a a reasonably good game at Old Trafford. Do you think he would start over Louise, though? Um, who, Kamara? Yeah. If, I mean, I presume he would play two deep sitters. Who for, would you play? For, for Brighton, I'd probably go Dendonka and Louise. I think Kamara, you'd bring off the bench to give you a little bit of energy. And I think because he's coming back from an injury, you know, he got through the full the yeah. full 90, didn't he, at Old Trafford. I don't think they're going to want to push him too hard too soon with two games in sort of three or four days. Would you start with the team, because obviously we're away from home, would you start with the team that started at home against Manchester United? Yes, I think I, think I would. 
just because I think the guys who came in, most of those, especially the guys on the fringes, didn't necessarily shower themselves in glory. Now, like Gustinson clearly isn't going to play left back over Dinia, especially now we know he's not going to the World Cup. The only one you could maybe make an argument for would be Ashley Young at right back over Cash, because I thought Young had actually had a pretty good game at Old Trafford. Uh, going back to Trissard, uh, obviously you've got the Belgium on Belgium, uh, yep. which uh, Dendonk is obviously in the team to stop their midfield. So he'll obviously have experience of uh, well, close up and personal with Trissard, obviously in the Belgium squad. So that will help. Uh, yep. It's not as if Trossard's there to stop Dendonker. It's it's 100% the other way around. Yep. So that's uh, a big plus in that department. So uh, maybe we can shut the famous last words. Maybe we can uh, shut them down and then... Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Bailey at the moment. And uh, I think in a game like this, if you know somebody's doing the threat meeting on Villa, they're looking at Bailey 100%. And well, how to stop at... Watkins as well. Yeah, it's the moment of, mag- moment of magic, isn't it, that you might get from a Bailey at the moment. He can make things happen. And also, I'm looking at them <clears throat> in a forward line. You think, actually, we've been relatively clinical in front of goal. Yeah. As much as you know, you think your last three away games, you've conceded four at Old Trafford, four at Newcastle and three at Fulham. But actually going forward in the home games, especially, it isn't like we've been battering teams, but we've actually been pretty clinical. So I think I'd be relatively confident if we can cause Brighton problems that we will will score there. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's a much maligned away record, but uh, we did over the two legs of our Manchester double, we did win on away goals rule on aggregate. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at least we're taking our chances. That that shows. Right, leaves just one thing, and that's the mum's pool panel result. So, what are you going for, Mister Bud? Home win, away win, score draw, no score draw. You got it right last week. I'm going to go away win. Oh, it's 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 a, it was a toss up between score draw and away win. I yeah. think we'll go there and get something. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go away win as well, just because I think think that United game in midweek is gonna give the first one gives you the belief that actually you are a good team, and Emery's the got, second one focuses you more. Emery's got some evidence, and yeah, as you say, the second one gives you that to kick up the backside to uh, set this right before you go away. Yeah, because you don't really want to be uh, going into that World Cup break having lost the last two and uh, undoing the, all the kind of goodwill that yep. the first United win got you. Yeah, which I think is which I think is still there to be fair. Even though the United defeat sort of laid a few things bare that we probably already knew about, I think the the overall picture from it, you think well, actually there's enough positives that you can take it forward. Yeah, it's one of those where if you've been watching the games and you're looking at both teams' results, you're thinking this. And the only thing that's giving you a doubt is Villa's atrocious away record. But even that can't continue winless, surely. Yeah. So when you look at it closer analysis, you go, this one's, uh, I don't know what the book is, this would say, but they'd probably say like three to one or something ridiculous. But it's actually a lot closer because if you're watching that Villa team, it is capable on its day. Well, they'll take, they'll take it to anyone. Yeah, so uh, as long as they don't commit uh, suicide in uh, defence, then uh, they're a better team than people think. And uh, it's very, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if they won this game at all. So that's why I'm going for the uh, away win. Before we uh, head off, I just want to say a big shout out to uh, all of my Old Man Said members for supporting the show. And uh, I'll do the uh, shout outs of the new members uh, on the next main show. I'm uh, away at the weekend, so we'll probably put, I I was going to go to the Brighton game, but I can't now because I'm away. But uh, we'll probably put the show out uh, Wednesday 
since there's no rush now, we've got like six weeks off. But we will be doing shows, obviously. So uh, thank you very much for all of my All Man Said members. We are uh, cranking out the extra shows, and uh, there will be much more to come as well. I think we did like 17, 18, including the ad-free shows on the uh, extra My All Man Said members uh, channel. So you get access to that if you become a member. Also, you get uh, ad-free versions of these shows and access to our Inner Circle Match Club, a place you can dip in every day for uh, the latest uh, news and conversation and mainly humour. But also there's lots of other things like Investo Club, Game Club, Screen Club, where we discuss all kinds of things outside of the Villaverse as well, since we have a lot of similar interests because everybody listens to this show is very smart. It would appear so. And multifaceted and humorous. So uh, do join us. Go to <laughs> my said dot com to uh, check out the members uh, link on the menu and all the details will be there also if you're on twitter on a mobile device uh, there's a little uh, icon i think it's like a dollar bill or something where you can click on that and it goes straight to patreon uh, where you can sign up to be a member there thank you very much don't forget to uh, you can follow the show on twitter at my man said which is uh, the domain which i wish i had at the start but i got it later so uh join that one and uh we'll probably laser focus it more on the podcast uh, going forward we'll see what elon musk does with all this uh nonsense with twitter blue and verification and whatever but uh follow it there and also obviously follow it on whatever podcast app you listen to right surely it's going to be the first away win of the season here's hoping <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.